Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Welcome into the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Tim McMaster here. This, of course, your chance to get FaceTime with your favorite ball players, former ball players, and broadcasters. And that's who we have stepping into the cage today, Cardinals broadcaster and former Cardinal player Rick Horton. Rick, thanks a lot for joining us. Tim, glad to be with you today. Uh, This is a red-hot Cardinal team warming up here behind me, and it's uh, been a fun start to the season. All right, fans know how this works. To get involved, get your question into Rick, you can either press that red button at the bottom of your screen, you get some FaceTime, get on and ask Rick your question yourself, or use the hashtag ChattingCage, and we'll get the question into Rick via Twitter. And that's where we're going to start today. And Rick, Barry Lee on Twitter wants to know, what has surprised you the most about this Cardinals team this year? Well, I think the biggest surprise to me has been uh, the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen has been really uh, an important part of the Cardinals over the years. You know, how good are you in the sixth inning and beyond? But uh, Jordan Walden, uh, who's hurt right now, has been kind of the eighth inning guy. Uh, but when you look at, at innings six through nine, it's really been shut down. Their, their numbers have been extraordinary. You have uh, kind of role guys like Matt Belial and Carlos uh, Villanueva who've stepped in and, and been unhittable. And, uh, I, you know, I think there was some questions about how deep the Cardinals' bullpen would be this year. You thought the offense would be good, the starting pitching would be good. But I think the bullpen's been uh, a bit of a positive surprise. Yeah, it's amazing how this team continues to just plug guys in, and obviously they go with the youth and plug those holes when they need them. All right, we have a fan on the line now. Uh, if you can just tell us your name, where you're from, and ask your question for Rick. Uh, yeah, I'm Andrew. I'm uh, from Chesterfield, Missouri. And uh, my question is, uh, what have you noticed about the Cardinals' offense this year as compared to last year where they struggled to have uh, struggled to get run? Well, that's a great question, Andrew, because if you watched the Cardinals a year ago, they were not as good with runners in scoring position as they were two years ago. But no team on the planet was, if, and I'm sure being from St. Louis, you know that two years ago they set records as far as runners in scoring position. But uh, what I've seen this year is I've seen the Cardinals, uh, they've, they've been a little more aggressive early in the count. I think that's what I'm seeing. So, uh, you know, this is a game where everybody talks about on-base percentage and you want the walks. But even a Matt Carpenter, who is terrific at hitting – deep into account. He's had a lot more hits, first pitch, second pitch. So I I think there's been maybe an adjustment to be more aggressive, especially with that uh, fastball early in the count. All right, Rick, we're going to go back to Twitter. And obviously, you get to call games in, in one of the best environments in all of baseball there, Bush Stadium in St. Louis. But MLB Love wants to know, what's your favorite road ballpark to visit? Oh boy, I love I love this question, and of course I love uh, St. Louis and had my years playing here. But a couple of places I love to go. One of them is New York. I, I grew up watching games at Chase Stadium in New York as a kid, and so in some ways, when I'm at City Field and and when I was at Chase Stadium, that was really the big leagues to me in a way that uh, only I guess a player would know. Is is as, as you go back and reach back to your childhood. But some of the ballparks that I like to go to, I think uh, you know San Francisco. That's just a terrific stadium and a terrific view. I actually love to go to Pittsburgh too. Something about that ballpark and the scenery of downtown Pittsburgh and we're there a lot. Uh, Those are maybe two of the ones that I think about. Of course Wrigley Field and the history in Chicago would be on that list too. There's really uh, a lot of differences when you go from city to city. It's part of the fun of it. 
And obviously, when you get to go to Wrigley with the Cardinals, there's that rivalry, and I think there's a little extra electricity that comes into play with the Cubs and Wrigley. We're going to go back to uh, Twitter right now, and uh, Bob Tucker, 34, wants to know, who was the most interesting player that you ever played with, Rick? Oh, wow. I, I played with some interesting players. Joaquin Andujar is the first one that comes into mind, and to call him interesting might be an understatement because Joaquin was on first was from some other planet, but a tremendous teammate and a great competitor. Uh, I look back and think about the Hall of Famers I got to play with, and so I guess as you get out of the game uh, and you realize that it's been so long ago since I had a chance to do it, now you're in broadcasting, uh, I think back at the, at the great personalities, the Hall of Famers that I was around, Whitey Herzog, Tommy Lasorda, uh, being around Carlton Fisk when I was with the White Sox, uh, being with uh, just tremendous players in, in L.A., uh, Oral Hershiser and Kirk Gibson, I, you know, I, I think back at these great players, uh, and Willie McGee, I think, is one uh, that uh, I think interesting would be a good word for Willie McGee, too, the most humble guy that I've been around in this game, and anybody that's played with Willie uh, would say that about him, uh, the perfect teammate, the great player, but also the humble guy. And so, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of great relationships from guys I played with and played against that, that are, go on to this day. It's, it's pretty, pretty nice to continue those. Yeah, and you played for some pretty special teams, Rick. I know you went to three World Series in your career. You won one, obviously, with the Dodgers, but went to a couple more with the Cardinals. All right, we're going to bring in another fan now, and if you can just tell us your name, where you're from, and go ahead with your question for Rick Horton. Uh, I was just wondering, I, I hear a lot of accurate and uh, perceptive uh, observations that you guys make in the booth about what's happening on the field. Uh, how much of that makes it to the team that they see the, the stuff you see that they're not catching or, or is there someone on staff that already knows that before you guys even know it? Boy, that's that's a great question. I actually just had a conversation with one of the uh, Cardinal personnel about this exact subject, and 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 I think we, he and I would both agree, and and that you know the the players the the, the clubs don't miss anything. The video uh, capacity that they have now, number of players, uh, people working for the club that are checking out every player in baseball. He said, and what his comment was, there's no secrets anymore, and I believe that wholeheartedly. So what I try to do and I think a broadcaster ought to try to do, is get that information from the guys uh, who work for the team and try to bring that as public as you can. Now, there's a lot of information they don't want people to know. If they believe a particular player is not reacting well to a slider, uh, they're not necessarily going to tell me that, so I tell the whole world that, so he hears it. So that's part of the rub of this, but, but I don't think anything gets by these coaches. It's become a 24-7 job for them to, to be on top of the details, and we get reams and reams of numbers and materials and, and all that, but the best way I can prepare for a game is, is stand behind the cage behind me and talk to the guys that are playing it and, and have played it and are making the adjustments day in and day out. Yeah, there's all the sabermetrics, but having a few conversations doesn't hurt as well, definitely. This is the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. You can get in line, press that red button at the bottom of your screen, and we have a fan on the line right now. Just tell us your name, where you're from, and go ahead with your question for Rick. Hi, Rick. How you doing? This is Matt from, uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, just wondering, uh, what do you make of the NL Central this year? 
Matt, I appreciate that question. We just saw your Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, assuming you're a Pirate fan here in town, and they're going to get better. Uh, I think that's where I would start. And the f even though they're playing 500 baseball right now, I have great respect for Clint Hurdle, a former teammate of mine, really good friend of mine. And uh, he, he has found a way to make the Pirates uh, a good team every year, and I just wouldn't count them out. I think uh, Liriano's a tough pitcher. Their bullpen uh, can be nasty, and, and that lineup is formidable too. So I suspect Pittsburgh uh, will be in it. Uh, Cincinnati has got so many injuries right now. That's going to be a hard team to handicap, I think. Uh, Milwaukee, of course, going through the change of, of management is also kind of a hard team to talk about. Uh, but the Chicago Cubs, who are here in St. Louis right now, that is one good team. They're young, yes. Uh, is their starting pitching uh, as good as the Cardinals right now? I don't think it is. But uh, the Cubs could get on a roll, and if those young guys continue to mature, they're going to be a handful. I think most people would have predicted that this is the Cardinals' division to lose uh, coming uh, out of spring training. I don't think anybody would change their mind about that, considering the Cardinals are off to the best start in franchise history uh, through the first 26 games of the season. Uh, but I think the, the main competition right now, as I see it, is going to come from Pittsburgh uh, and perhaps Chicago. All right, Rick, we have another fan already ready to go. If you just tell us your name, where you're from, and go ahead with your question. Um, I'm Carson. I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a pitcher in Babe Ruth, and I want to know how, like, I want some advice on how I can get better with pitching. Oh, Carson, that's great. One of my favorite topics, uh, talking to young people about pitching. And one of the things, I was a pitching coach for the Indians for a couple of years in minor leagues, and uh, and it also worked with uh, my son's uh, buddies and, and uh, along the way. And, and one of my favorite things to say about pitching is, is, Carson, when you get on the mound, act like you know what you're doing, even if you don't. I mean, I can tell you there's some times where that was the case with me. I think there's an important aspect of pitching, which is the attitude and the confidence. So when you stand on the mound, act like you know what you're doing, and no matter what the next pitch is that you throw, act like that's what you meant to do. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a really a mental part of pitching that I think is uh, underestimated. Uh, it isn't just about the stuff that you have. Uh, I think at some point if you're if – you're, you know, in your mid-teens, you're probably at the point of, of, of working on different pitches. And, of course, that's part of it, uh, commanding the strike zone. And, and I'd tell you something else, Carson. As a big league pitching coach, they go out and tell big league pitchers to throw strikes. You tell eight-year-olds to go out and throw strikes. So it starts with that. First pitch strike is the best pitch in baseball. So command, working on command and accuracy, focusing on that mentally, uh, but also working on that confidence factor. So when things go bad, and they're going to, uh, if you're a pitcher, it's going to happen. When something goes bad, you don't kind of uh, implode and, and kind of give up. So uh, confidence, and as far as arm strength, my third point would be you build arm strength by throwing long tosses, something that uh, I'm an advocate of, most baseball people are, uh, just throwing long, uh, having, having a catch with somebody at a long distance, not to hurt your arm, but to strengthen it and build it up. That's great stuff for Carson and really any young pitcher out there from Rick Horton. Rick, I'm going to let you continue to think back on that, those playing days. Uh, going back to Twitter, Redbirds99 wants to know, what do you remember about your draft day when the Cardinals selected you? Oh, wow. What I remember most about my draft day was the joy of telling my grandmother 
that I was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. My grandmother, uh, who passed during the World Series in 1985, was a Cardinal fan in New York. She'd watched uh, Stan Musial play uh, in the 40s or early 50s, I guess, and she just fell in love with Stan Musial. So half my family, my extended family, were Cardinal fans and half were Met fans growing up in New York. And so when I got drafted by the Cardinals, it was an absolute dream come true for her uh, and, you know, there, you never knew there were 26 teams at the time. So, yeah, I had no idea the Cardinals were interested. So to be able to let her know that I was going to get a chance to be a professional player with the Cardinals was uh, an extraordinary, extraordinary moment. And I sent her a photo of Red Shandings, Stan Musial, and me in this Cardinal dugout, not this one, but the old stadium uh, behind me. And that was a prized possession of her. And, and, again, she passed her in the World Series but had a chance to see me uh, in the World Series uh, with her favorite team. So uh, that was a very special moment for me. That's excellent. That Cardinals tradition is really amazing in baseball. All right, Rick, now it's time for our EDJ question of the day. And the question is, what's been the key factor in the Cardinals having the best record in baseball to this point? I think starting pitching is uh, – the biggest factor, the offense has been very, very good. In fact, the offense is second in the league in hitting right now, fourth and fourth, maybe third in slugging percentage through today. So the offense has been great. Uh, I think you got a lot of things working. I mentioned the, the bullpen earlier, but starting pitching is still kind of king, I think, in this game. If you've got guys day in and day out that are going six-plus innings and giving you a chance to win, even the games that the Cardinals have lost, they've only lost by uh, one or two runs. So they're in every game. Uh, and I think the starting pitcher's job is to keep you in the game. And when you look at Lance Lynn, Michael Waka, a resurgent Michael Waka uh, in that rotation, uh, of course, Wainwright is out. Uh, but this has uh, got John Lackey, a lot of October experience, but also a, a veteran guy uh, in, that rep, in that rotation as well. This is a good Cardinal staff. Uh, Carlos Martinez, young guy, uh, did not have a good outing last time, but uh, for the most part he's been right on time too. So I think starting pitching is uh, – really the key for me yeah and that starting pitching just year after year for the Cardinals has been impressive we are out of time Rick but thank you so much for taking the time to join us here in the chatting cage enjoyed it Tim I appreciate this opportunity very much good to chat with you all right join us again next time on the Edward Jones chatting cage